We're on. Okay, let's uh, let's begin Parshas Noach, Tavshin Pei Dalid, um, and uh, again, this is a uh, a new world that uh, that we're in. Rachman Litzlan, uh, we're still reeling, but um, but we are uh, as a, as a, as we've quoted the Nesiva Shalom in the past. The Nesiva Shalom notes that the pasuk says in uh, Parshas Shmos that Moshe Rabbeinu has a baby. Uh, was in the basket, and Basia looks for Nar The baby was crying. And uh, he, she says, "Oh, it's a Jewish baby." Uh, had she known that it was a Jewish baby, so Chazal have their pshat. But Asiba Shalom says, because a Jew cries differently than any other nation, and that's what we've been doing for two thousand years. We don't cry a bechi shall tikva uh, shall yeyush, but we cry a bechi shall tikva, and that is. Uh, what we've been doing over the past week plus, we cry, but we cry always hopeful, always looking ahead, always knowing that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is with us, and Kla Yisrael, in the larger picture, is going to get through this. We're going to get through it. Be'ez Hashem, there'll be tremendous light. Uh, another stage of the Geula, Be'ez Hashem, we don't know when, we don't know how, but uh, we keep doing our thing. We keep learning, we keep davening, and we keep being together, Ba'achtus, and there's nothing that gives HaKadosh Baruch Hu greater nachas than seeing his children getting along with each other. And by the Hashem, we should just continue that um, every single day for a very long time. So let's get into Parshas Noach, which spoke, speaks about uh, a situation of darkness as well, until there's light at the end of the Parsha as well. So the Pasuk tells us uh, in the beginning of Parshas Noach that HaKadosh Baruch Hu looks at the world... Noach had three sons, Shem, Cham, and Yafes, Vatishachet Saaretz Lavneho Elokim, Vatimaleha Aretz Hamas, that the world is destroyed, Vatishachet Saaretz, Vayaralakim Saaretz Vinei Nishchasa. Hashem sees the land and it is destroyed, Vihinei Nishchasa, Kihishkis Kalbasa Rezdarka Wal Haaretz, because every, all flesh had ruined their derech on the, on the land. Kihishkis Kalbasa. Rev, um, Rev Zevin in Latar Vlomadim picks up on Vayar Elokim. Hashem sees, Hashem sees, Vayar Elokim es Haaretz, Vinei Nishchasa, says the Rev Zevin in Latar Vlomadim, Kishem Sheberi'ya Hachushis, just like in physical Ri'ya, physical seeing, Hari'ya Be'inayim Mamish, Eni Habasar, um, eyes of flesh and blood, Kol Michsekal, if we have any type of of a covering of over the lens of our eyes, if we put a blindfold, if we get some dust, any type of covering will hinder our vision. Right? We have all these amazing lenses that Hakadosh Baruch Hu uh, gave us. Right? In our eyes. Remember the uh, the Rambam says in Moranivuchim that the, the the riot that there is a creator is the human eye. Right, the human eye just happened, and it, um, you know, just with all the lenses and the reflection and the refraction and everything. No, it's obviously a Kaddish Baruch from a Kaddish Baruch That just doesn't doesn't happen. So, just like when we have the physical re'ia, any cover uh, blinds us. So too, in the intellectual, spiritual realm of vision. Any type of uh, subjectivity could cover and hinder our re'iyah. And we don't see. 
Sometimes we don't see, as the Pasuk says, you know, love blinds, right? We don't see the faults of those that we love sometimes. I don't know if you ask siblings about that. I'm not so sure. But um, in certain types of uh, love. We don't see the faults often of the ones that we are very, uh, very close with. And if for somebody that we love and we're close with, that's true. Surely ourselves, when we look at ourselves, it's very hard to be objective. When we look at ourselves and we see our own mistakes and our own faults, very hard not to have a cover on our eyes. That's why the Bali Musr quote a Mishnah in Meseches Nigayim, not known for its Musr, but it's known for its Hilchas Saras, but this halach is quoted. A Kohen is allowed to see any Nigayim. Right now, to see a, a tzara'a spot on another individual, but you can't see tzara'as of yourself. You're not allowed to look at tzara'as of yourself. Why? Because you can't see tzara'as on your own body. You can't see your own faults. Good. That's the halachic understanding. We don't see our own faults. There's a thick curtain that doesn't allow us to view ourselves objectively. We can see we're very good at doing cheshbon anefesh for other people. We're very good at that. Rahman al-Islan, whenever something happens major in the world, like we just experienced, it's time for cheshbon anefesh. Not chas v'shalom. Like there are those out there that want to say, oh, this is why something happens, and this is why this happens. We, we're not Nevi'im, we don't know that. But what we can do is to react, what can I do? What can I do to improve? That we could do. So it's very, we could always say what other people could do to improve. But it's hard sometimes to look at ourselves and say, what could we do? We don't think we're crooked. Right? I have an excuse of how I daven and what time I come to davening and how I'm ben adam v'chulu. But says Rav Zevin, in every generation, there are those who have the objective vision that don't have any covering on their eyes. And that's the great Rabbanim, the leaders. The Sanhedrin is called the Ene Ha'eda. Why the Ene? Because they're the eyes. The eyes of the congregation. Bechol Darvadar, line 15. Yeshna manashim shlolaku bavonador. There are those that see clearly. Famous Sugalim Liro says Kukuleadar. And they could tell us where we need to work what we need to work on. Mishalaka Baatsmo. If I'm not objective with myself, there's no way I can be objective with anybody else. These are people who obviously had to work on themselves and perfect their own avodas Hashem. In the days of the Dharamabal, there was nobody. Nobody had that vision. There was no Ene Haeda. There was no Ene humanity. And that's why what does the Pasak say? It was only Hashem. Only Hashem. There was nobody else. There was nobody else. Again, excluding uh, Noach, but again, Noach has his own parsha about he wasn't Mochiach, or he was, not for now. And that's what it says in our Pasek. Okay. Moving right along. So the same Pasek. 
Same Pasuk. The Pasuk seems to be pretty verbose. Hashem sees the land that it was Nishchasa. And, or ki, hishchus kol basar is dark kol Hashem sees, the, just say the first part, up till that snachta. You don't need anything else. It says, Okay, the lamb was, has destroyed itself. What do you need the whole second half of the Pasuk? What is that adding? Because every uh, flesh, right, human, animal, was mashchis its derech. What exactly is the message of the second half of that Pasuk? What's the emphasis? So it says the Sari Alafim. Sari Alafim, Rabbi Tversky from Chicago, in his uh, unique uh, creative style. Since the first year of the Pasuk already says, We know the second year of the Pasuk. The land was destroyed. What's that? What's the second half of the Pasuk? Of the Pasuk adding. And then he says, and also the next one. Right, the Pasuk afterwards, the next Pasuk. After Hashem sees that the land has destroyed itself, Hashem says to Noach, Kates kol basar balafanai. Kates. What does the word kates there mean? Right? Kates sometimes means the end. Me kates. Something kates is from the word kitzvah. Kitzvah is, uh, the, uh, the limit. What does kates here mean? The, the, the kates has come in front of me. I'm going to destroy the land. Well, again, what is that adding? This, the same two psukim, Pasuk Yud Beis, Pasuk Yud Gimel, just seems to be emphasizing the same point. So says the, sorry, Alafim, <coughs> that in Sefer Malachim, we know we just started Chodesh Cheshvan, Mar Cheshvan. In Tanakh, right, the names that we call the months are all Persian names. It's not in Tanakh, uh, mostly not in Tanakh. We have a couple of them in the later, um, the later books, right, the, after, from the Shivat Sion Svarim, right, that with, uh, Esther obviously has Adar, and, uh, we have a couple of months that are mentioned in, uh, in the later, uh, Nevi'im, in the, um, some of the Treyasar, but, uh, Cheshvan in Tanakh is known as the month of Bull, Bezvav Lamed. Chodesh Mar Cheshvan, right, the, uh, the Beis Hamigdash was completed in the month of Cheshvan, in Chodesh Bull, in the eighth month. That's the, uh, that's what's mentioned there in Malachim Alav. Nikra Chodesh Rechashim Shem Yerach Bull. And why is it? The Nira Ev Shalomar Otam. So this I didn't see anywhere else. Fascinating, we'll have to see what the message is. But a nice little tidbit to take with us. Bull. The first letter of the Torah is a base. The last letter of the Torah is a Lamid. The middle letter of the Torah, Gemar Kiddushin, Vav, Vav de Gachon, Beis Vav Lamed, Bull, first letter of the, the Torah, middle letter of the Torah, and final letter of the Torah, Bull. So what's the message that this month is called Bull? This month is called the month of Bull. The Gamzet Srichel Lahavin, Maya Mashmasa Inyan, Shinifkur Dafka Osio Selam, why Dafka these letters? Why Dafka these letters symbolize the whole Torah, Beis Vav Lamed? The Shalom Marsi, he says it's possible as follows. The Pasuk says in Mishli, as we know, We have to teach each child, each student, each person who's ready to listen to us according to their own, their own personality and their own path. Right? To every lad, there are unique talents. Through proper education, 
You could bring kochos out. Right? You could have one family and every child is in a different world. And every child excels indifferently, even opposite. Opposites. And that's why sometimes, we're referring back to siblings in the room, when they get too close, they're, uh, you know, sometimes opposites attract, but sometimes opposites are allergic to each other a little bit. But the... Uh, message is it's incumbent upon parents, upon educators to look inside each child to bring out that amazing potential that child, that grandchild bringing it out and that's why you can't get the same education it's hard to be a teacher and it's hard to be a parent I can't just do the same thing and and I'm sure, as we know, you know, how I parented my older children, you know, and the younger children, totally different worlds. We're in different worlds, and parents and grandparents, but even just in the same nuclear family. Times change, kids are different, and it's up to the parent and the teacher to figure it out. Says the Sari Alafim, it's not just about others, children and students, it's about ourselves. We have to try to look within ourselves and find our derech, and find our talents, an area where we can contribute. Ube'emes line 17. The chinuch within each of us. Within each of us, there are special talents and kochos. That we have to bring out. Within each one of us, we have our derech. Turning the page. And what does it say? Darko. Our essence, our talents, that's our derech. Darko. We each have a derech. Nimsa, line six. A person who doesn't focus or recognize whether it's to a student or a child or to ourselves. If we don't recognize it, then, then we're ruining our derech. We're ruining our unique area that we can contribute. And if we ruin it, Hashem gives us these talents that we don't use, so then we're being mashchis darko, like the word baltashchis. We're wasting our derech. Mashchis darko. Bring them. Experience shows us that if somebody has talents, they're going to use it for something. It's our job to channel it and use it for the positive, for the good, for the tov. If we don't use our unique talents, to the place that contributes, we'll just use them for, for mundaneness and lowliness. We all have talents to use for uplifting and spirituality and, and sanctification. But if not, we're just going to use them, we're going to bring them down. And that was the problem of the Dura Marble. What does the Lushan say? Kiishkos Kolbasar is Darko. As Darko. Everybody used their talents. Some of them were very smart. They figured out ways. They were, they were Chachamim. 
right? They stole from each other less than a shava pruta, right? So therefore, they didn't have to, uh, they didn't have to pay back, and they all these other other uh, other ways to to beat the system, so to speak. So that's the pasuk. What Hashem sees that the land has been destroyed. Ki hishkus kol is dark all because everyone's talents have been thrown. They haven't used it. They've used it lara. And now he continues. Let's get back to Kate's Kolbasar. The greatest kitrug, the greatest prosecution that stands in front of us in Shamayim is when all the talents that we were given say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, I was underused. Right, the Bali Musar, right, after 120, we're going to see a, a split-screen TV. One part of the screen is what we did in life, the other screen, what we could have done in life. And the goal of life is to make them mirror images of each other. But that's the, our potential is going to say to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, look at the potential. If we have talents that we're, we're not using to the fullest, they go to complain to Hashem, what do you do? You put me in this goof and I'm not being used. That's the next passage he says. Hashem says to Noah, Kate's Kolbasar. What's the end? That's referring to the, the talents, the package that I gave. Kolbasar, Bolofanai. They've all come to me. All the potential of the world has come to me and said I'm unfulfilled. So Hashem says the whole world has to start again. Right? Hashem, line, line on the bottom, 40. Mama Hashem is Noah, Kate's Kolbasar, Bolofanai. Kate's Kolbasar, Tachlis, Shala Adam. The ultimate goal of man. Mama Hashem is Noah. And therefore, that's the pshat of the psukim. Let's get back to bull. Where the mabul also took place. Machlokas tanoim, but chodesh cheshvan. Ma bull, as we'll see as soon. But what are the three words first? Bull. First letter of the Torah, middle letter of the Torah, last letter of the Torah. All of these, Rev. Torsky writes down the top left, are prefix letters. They're added to letters, to words in the Torah. V'hinei, osios bulim, osios shel kidomes, b'lashon ha-kodesh. Hainu, kios beiz, meshamesh laos kidomes, kijoros alomar betoch, beiz, in, bibayis, betoch abayis. You know what the first step is? To look inside ourselves. Bul, the first is beiz, inside. We have to look inside to figure out what our derech is. To figure out how we could be Mosif. Venira, how we could give. Right, the first step is to know what's inside. A teacher has to look first what's inside each of the students, what's inside each of the children. The first step in completing my task. To look within myself, within those around me. To recognize the kochos and the kishronos hamiyuchadim. To look around, to look inside the kochos that we have. Number two, what's the next? Vav. Vav always means and. And. Adds. So once I recognize what's inside of me, what I need to do, then I have to go out and add and build and grow Go outside of myself. That's the vav. V'nir Shemrami's Khan, line 26. Al-gidol v'tosefes b'mahalecha adam. L'ever yehudo. 
to beyond. I recognize my yud, my, my tachlis, and now I have to go with it and run with it. Right? And the vav. And then finally, lamid. Lamid is always to the goal. To go. To, to reach. Lamid is the focus on the goal. Focus, base, look inside me. Vav, the process of adding and doing it. Lamid, with always the goal in mind. Trying to reach that goal, which we never reach. But to reach that goal, that's the Lamed. Line 37. The goal of life. The last letter of the Torah. To, to know. To know the Yud. To know the destiny. To know what my job is. To know what my job is. Bez Vav Lamed. And that's Chodesh Bull. And when we know that, you know, that's when, that's when we could fulfill. And I might add that every one of our precious soldiers that are there fighting for Am Yisrael right now, they have, they know, they bull. Right? They know, they looked inside themselves, they know what they have to do, and they have that goal in mind. Say it for my own children, you know, seeing them get into the car last Shabbos, knowing what they have to do, and every chayal out there, there's, there's, a, there's a feeling of shlichus. There's a feeling of, this is, I'm, I'm, I'm acting for Am Yisrael, and I have the goal in mind. And hopefully all of the Am has that in mind. But each one of them, each one of them feels it so deeply and so strongly, even more than me. But it's something that we can be very proud of in terms of our, in terms of our youth. But, says the, sorry, I love him. There's one letter that you have to stay away from. And that's the Mem, that prefix letter. Because Mem means from. From, away from your goal. Pulling you away. Not using the potential. Because if we have that, then we make mabul. Right? If you have the mem, that's going in the opposite direction. Right? And that's pulling us away from what we need to do. And that's what he says on the next page. Yesh os kidomes acheres. os mem. Unbelievably creative. Hamishameshes balashon prisha. Havdalavarichuk. Separation. Right? Kamo adam omar hineni holech mibesi. I'm going from my house. No, that's, that's, that's what happened in the Dora Mabel. They didn't have any Bez Vav Lamed, and they just had Mabel going away from their, from their uh, focus. And that's our Avoda, our Avoda in Chodesh Mar Cheshvan, Yerach Bull, the month of Bull. And we should be Zochet to have a lot of, of uh, success in this area, individually and nationally in this month. We have to focus on that. Until the time of Ahay Hashem Lamelech Al Kala Aretz, Bebias Mashiach Tzedkenu, as he says. Okay. Moving right along in the Mabel story. So there was a lot of warning, and the warnings didn't help. And the Pasuk says, Hashem says to Noach, I'm going to bring the uh, Mabel. And what the Pasuk says in Pasuk Dalet, Ki liyamimot shiva in another seven days. Chazal say, what are these seven days? Maybe it was the shiva for Musushelach. Uh, there's a Yerushalmi. We spoke about another shiurim. Yerushalmi has a fascinating suggestion. Hashem was sitting shiva for the world. Hashem was about to destroy the world. He was sitting Shiva for the world. He said Shiva before Hashem knew. Yerushalmi says, if you know Vada'i, you can sit Shiva even before it. He said Shiva for the world. Oh, Shiva, but he said, Anochi mantra la'aretz, arboam yom arboam layla. The mob is going to be for 40 days and 40 nights. 40 days and 40 nights is going to be the mob. We continue a little bit uh, later. 
Pasig Yud Beis. Vayageshem ala aretz arborim yom arborim laila. The rain was on the land 40 days and 40 nights. Be'etzam ayamazeh. Let's keep this in mind. It says the Geshem was 40 days and 40 nights. Then it says be'etzam ayamazeh on that very day. Ba'noach v'shem v'cham v'yavaz b'nei noach v'yishaz noach. Everybody gets into the teva. Heim v'chol chayeh and all the animals. V'yavol noach el ha'teva. Two from Mikal Basar. V'chulu. And pasig yudzayin. V'yamabol arboim yom al ha'aretz. And the mabul was for 40 days. As the Nachlas Tzvi, I've been mentioned him in a while. The Nachlas Tzvi, the first two psukim that we had describing the length of time was Arboam Yom, Arboam Laila. Day and night. 40 days, 40 nights, 40 days, 40 nights. And then finally here, Pasuk Yud Zion by Shlishi, it only says 40 days. It doesn't say 40 nights. The Yamabal Arboam Yom Alaaretz. Why doesn't it mention nights? The first two times it mentions days and nights. Here it only mentions days. It says the Nachat Svi, lines in source 5. Yesh lashis lev. Halal ksiv kiliyamim od shiv anochim mamtir baram yom abam laila. It's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. And then vayag geshem and it rain 40 days and 40 nights. Valam ksiv kana boim yom below laila. The nira liyashev, he says, based on the Pasuk later on, in the Parsha. Hashem says, od kol yimei ha'aretz zera v'katsir yom v'layla lo yishbosu. What does Hashem say later on? Hashem promises... The seasons will not be messed up anymore. And what also won't be messed up anymore? Yom Valaila Lo Yishbosu. Day and night will no longer cease. What does that sound like? Did it cease in the days of the of the Mabal? It says, Yom Valaila Lo Yishbosu. After the Mabal, it says they will not cease anymore. Rashi quotes Michlal Sheshafsu Koyamosa Mabal. That it wasn't normal during the the mazalos, the luminaries and the constellations did not act as they normally act in the, in the, uh, in the sky. It wasn't, it wasn't nikar. Day or night. Because the mazalos, the constellations and the stars didn't function, didn't move. Says the Sifsechachamim, explaining the Rashi. What happened? Fascinating. There was no orbits. Everything stopped. Exactly as it was the moment the marble started, stopped. Nothing moved. It doesn't, it says, Shaloshim Shuhamazalos. El Bamakam Shayashemish Omeid Shamhaya Orko Yudbez Chodesh. If the sun, if it was day, if it was the sun in one part of the earth, that, that stayed there for a year. Nothing, maybe it was, they couldn't tell, it was, it was pouring. And, Veloya Yomalayla Keshar Yamim. Right, it wasn't. El shachati kadur haya or v'chati kadur haya choshech. Earth, half the earth had daytime for a year, and half the earth had nighttime for a year, because nothing moved. Nothing moved. Kamoshai said, but chila sabriyak terem shenidlu amores berki ashamayim. V'noach, and when did Noach go into the teva? We just read it. Be'etzamayomazeh. What does Rashi say in Hazinu? It was just a few weeks ago. Hashem did it be'etzamayomazeh because Hashem wanted his middle of the day. You think he's, no one's not going to be able to get in? You're going to break down the teva? I'm going to do it. Let's see. Let's see what you have to say about that. So it was, it was the middle of the day. Middle of the day starts pouring. The sun was out. So that's why Hashem says it's going to rain 40 days, 40 nights. It's going to rain 40 days and 40 nights. But finally when it was, what did it say? Because it was only yom. It was yom the entire time. Because the sun didn't move. 
Hayotze lana mikolzeh. Line 15. The kolzban amabol hayakulo yom. Kiva dehischil bayom. Veetzam ayom azev. Amazolos lo shimshu. Rak omdu b'makam echad. They didn't move, and that's what it says. Abraham yom alo arez v'lo layla. Where amed l'ashamasha armainu. Another hint to one of the miracles. The kolzman amabol hayabosot sad shal kadura aretz. Rak yom. Moving right along. So again, this, this, uh, this evening shear is gonna have a little of everything. We had, we had some drush in the, uh, sorry, I love him. Um, now we have some, source number six, we have some archaeology from the Nitziv. Source number six. Let's go back to the Pasik. The Pasik tells us, Zion Chav Gimel. Zion Chav Gimel. Everything died. Everything that was out of the, the Teva, by Yechusu, all the high mountains were covered. You gotta put all the Rashis together and the Psukim and do all the math with the dates and the 15 Amos. And the, all the, um, everything died. Everything that was alive, because of the Mesu. Pasik, Chav Gimel. Vayimach es kol hayakum. Vayimach. It was wiped out. Vayimach umecha, right? The uncle says, erased. Vayimach has called a yikum asher pnei adama, meadamar beimad remes adov hashemayim. Right? Everything was wiped out from man to animal to creepy to bird, and then it repeats vayimachu min haaretz. Says it again. So ask the netziv, what's the double lashon? Vayimach has called a yikum asher pnei adama, vayimachu. What's the double lashon of vayimach? Was wiped out twice. Two phrases. Also, I'll add a question that he answers. What does it mean that it was wiped out? Asher al pneho adama. Kol hayakum asher al pneho adama was wiped out. What is that telling us? Says the Nitziv. Vayimach es kol hayakum. Nimachu agufos. The bodies will pul- were destroyed, pulverized. Right? The Chazal say that it was boiling hot water. Boiling hot water. It wasn't just rain. Boiling hot water, so the, the, the gufos were pulverized. But what was on top of the ground, that was pulverized. Aval, says the Nitziv, But when it started raining, when it started raining slowly, and then it got worse and worse and worse, and the flooding took place. Says the Nitziv, as the flooding took place, there were some creatures that became totally covered by mud and by earth. And they weren't alpineho adama. Everything above the surface level of the earth that wasn't covered in mud or dirt, that was destroyed and pulverized. But says the Nitziv, there were some creatures that Hashem decided, for whatever divine reason, that were just going to be covered up and buried alive, so to speak. And those creatures were left whole. They weren't destroyed. That wasn't Vayimach. They weren't pulverized. And archaeologists find huge bones of creatures and skeletons of dinosaurs. Of creatures that were never, were never heard of. It's, it's from here. It's from the marble. The marble covered them up. And you can't say, oh, it looks like from millions of years, what happened in the days of the marble aged the world. You know, sometimes you could go through a certain event and it ages you very quickly. 
The Mabel aged the world. One of the answers given to the million years issue with 5784. The Mabel aged the world. There are those that say, oh, you know what the dinosaurs teach us? That there must have been previous worlds. And there are even Midrashim. There are Midrashim that talk about previous Hashem created worlds that destroyed them, created worlds. And the Nitziv says, I know, I know those Midrashim. But says the Nitziv, it's difficult for me to say that these were left from the previous Midrashim. Because you know what the Midrashim say? That when Hashem destroyed the previous worlds, He sent it back to Tohu Vavohu. There wouldn't be anything left if Hashem sent the world back to Tohu Vavohu. The Imkain, he says it on the top of the left side. Lo nishtire am sorry to pull There wouldn't be anything left. So it could be stages of development, but says the Nitziv, I think that the Mabel is one answer to answer many of these archaeological questions. Ella Niran on the left side, Sha'atzamos Ha'elahema Milafneyamea Mabel. All of these bones that are found, they're prehistoric, pre Mabel, pre flood. They're pre flood bones. Even if they're found in climates that the scientists don't think that they would be able to live in these climates, these types of beings, before the marble, or the marble covered them, or the marble threw them to the other side of the earth, whatever it was. And you find unusual creatures, yeah, because they were made. Those creatures walked the land, walked the earth in those days. And line 13, Hashem wanted us to know that there are such creatures. And there were such creatures. So a later generation could come, the Yaker Sisriyateva, and know the secrets of biology and um, all of the, uh, all of the animal kingdom. And that reflects the godless of HaKadosh Baruch. For whatever reason, Hashem wanted to cover some up. Hashem wanted to destroy some. But this is, um, this is the Lasha. So getting back, And then, A second phrase, line 22, he destroyed them physically and then he destroyed their memory. He destroyed anybody thinking about these so that only thousands of years later they could be discovered by us. Nobody tried to make these creatures again at that time because they didn't know about them. They didn't know about them. Okay. Definitive, our, our archaeological segment for the Shear today. Moving right along. So Noah lives with the animals for a year, and finally the Mabel is done. Hashem says to Noah, go out of the Teva, Teva, go out of the Teva, and what's the first thing Noah does? The first thing Noah does, he gets out of the Teva, Pasachaf, he comes out of the Teva and he builds a Mizbeach and he sacrifices. He's makrif from every kosher animal and every kosher bird and he brings olos. Right after he does that, to think about these events is crucial. So a phrase that's hardly, we never find such a phrase. 
Hashem smelled, so to speak, Kaviyachol the Karbanos. Hashem had nachas. He's like, oh, Reach Anichalach. Vayomer Hashem Alibo, Hashem says, it's as if, if Noach wouldn't have done this, world history wouldn't have continued. Noach came out, he brought a carbon, Hashem's like, oh, world history would continue. Lo osif lakala odeso adam abavur adam. No more cursing the ground. He yates her leva adam ram in urav. I understand man as he ate sahara. Lo osif od lahakos. As kol chaykash arasisi. No more. It's as if the reaction that a Kaddish Baruch had. It's like Noach saved the world. Right? He came, he comes out of the teva. Hashem doesn't say right when he comes out of the teva. Okay, Noach, good. I promise no more. No. Noach comes out of the teva. He brings this carbon. And then Hashem says it. So there must have been something special about this carbon. I never thought about it until Rav Hirsch makes this ha'ara. You think about it, it's fast, it's amazing. Noach spent a year trying to keep these animals alive. He spends a year feeding them and nourishing them and keeping them alive. He gets out of the table, boom, he's mocker of them. In a second. It's unbelievable. Says Rav Hirsch, you know what you see from here? We have no asaga about what it means to bring a carbon. But there's something magical about it. There's something magical. And remember, carbonos, besides a carbonola, which is an extreme carbon, which is brought, but almost all carbonos, you eat the meat. But says Rav Hirsch, in source number eight now, for a whole year, Noah had, had to spend all his energies and give all his time to feeding and looking after the animals and keeping them alive. And now, at the first moment, after having saved them, he sacrificed them. And this sacrifice is of such infinite, far-reaching importance for the whole of the history of the world that as a reaction, Hashem says, the world will continue. The whole future development of the world and mankind is fixed. This karbam, right? This is one of the rayas that the Ramban brings at the beginning of Ayikra against the Rambam. Karbanos are not just anti-Avodah There's a power to it that we don't fully understand. Again, analyzing, learning Masechah Zvachim Be'iyun helps to learn the messages of the details and the symbolism of every detail of every avoda, But says of Hirsch, even if we don't know, it is evident from many places in the scriptures. Right here, there's no avodah zara in the world. There's nothing left in the world. And he brings a carbon. There's something positive. Right, carbon means karav, close. The mizbeach is an elevation of the earth towards God, built by the hands of man. Right, what's a mizbeach? Chazal say this. Matzev is one rock. That's not a Mizbeach. Mizbeach is rock upon rock upon rock. What does a Mizbeach symbolize? The connection of man and man's own initiative and building in order to come close to HaKadosh Baruch Hu and to build a bridge and a ladder. That's what the Mizbeach is physically made up of. And that's what Noah did. That there the altar on which we are allowed to bring offerings had to be a mizbeach built up of stones, not a matseva, not made of one single stone or rock presented it for nature, v'chulu. Only thus does the altar express the elevation of the earth towards God by human activity, v'chulu. And that's what Noach did. And Noach knew this secret. Because he knew the secret of, of earth is to connect to heaven. And the first act that is done in the post-Noach period is to bring a carbon. To take something physical, to take something that I usually use for myself, and I use it to connect me to HaKadosh Baruch Hu. That is the message of Noach and the carbon and Hashem is Reach and Ichoach, and he realizes that yes, the world will, the world will continue.
Same Pasik, different message. Same Pasik, different message. Source number nine. If you look at the Chayim Moshe, Moshe Bik mentions that again, as we just mentioned, we don't, we don't find this phrase. Yesh Ladas. We don't find that when people brought karbonos, that Hashem has reach nichoach. Hashem smells it. Ah, we don't find that. Shapirat akasav lomar shakiba kadosh baruch hu has a karbonos shikrivul lefanav veriach has reach nichoach. We don't find that. See, quotes a chasam sofer. Get every thought. I think this in this in this year specifically is a totally different genre of a type of art. Right, we had the archaeology, we had a drush, now we have another genre of the Torah alluding to lumdish topics. Right, and then we'll have a, well, Divri Musser, but again, a little bit of everything. The Chaim Moshe quotes a Chassam Sofer. Chassam Sofer notes that if you look later in the Parsha, right, Noah starts sending out animals. Right, Noah starts sending out, oh, right beforehand. So what happens? Vayishalach, first thing, he opens up the window and he sends out the raven. Vayishalach is a orev. Vayeti Yosef Ashov, Vayyavosh Lamaim Yalaretz. Doesn't say what happened to the orev. But Mistami, he came back. Vayeti Yosef Ashov, Vayyavosh Lamaim Yalaretz. Nothing. But Chazal say maybe he came back. That's how Chazal understand the Pasik. But then it says the Yonah. Vayishalach has a Yonah meito. Yonah could, wanted to go, but couldn't find a place to sit, so he came back, and then he came back, and he with a leaf, and he came back. So it sounds like the Yonah wanted to go, and he was just waiting for the right time, but the Orif didn't want to go. So Chazal already picked up on that, but the Chazam Sofer has another idea. Alluding to a lumdus halachic topic much later in history. This is the Chassam Sofer that he's quoting. What did the Orei feel? And maybe one could suggest that in the days of old, the animals had a certain level of Das that they don't have. The Nachash definitely had a certain level of Das. But even then, maybe on the Teva, maybe right after, right when they came out of the Teva, maybe things changed. Because remember, up to that point, according to most we've shown him, people were not allowed to eat animals. Once he came out of the table, Hashem says, now you can eat animals. So maybe up till that point, there was a certain level of doth the animals had. So says, suggest the Chassam Sofer. The Orib didn't want to go out of the table. Why? Because Hashem already told them, go into the Teva. And if Hashem tells you to go into the Teva, you can't go out of the Teva until Hashem tells you to go out of the Teva. And that didn't happen yet. Right? That's later on. Later on in Pasuk Tezayin, same in Teva. Noach sent out the birds before that sivui. Shari aser hayalein latzeis menateva. Mikodem shestav and piyabori yisbarach. Shari abori yisbarach who should sivul and likonis alateva. Hashem told them to go into the teva. V'yim kain calls manchal hashamu mipiv yisbarach shuutalem latzeis menateva until that point lohuter lohem laasos kain. Didn't want to go. V'rak laacher shacharvu pnei adama. Later, after the whole ground was dried up, v'yidabal kim al noach leimartzei menateva. Then they could go out. So the Orif didn't want to go. The Yonah, though, felt... Noach. Noach was the god of Lador. The Yonah felt... What does the Gemara say? In Yivam is Peites. Yesh koach b'yad chachomim lakar dover min ha-Torah gam b'kum Right? The rabbis have the power to uproot a din from the Torah, even an active violation. Not just a passive, not blowing shofar on Shabbos. Even actively, they can tell us to do an Avera. 
So Noach told me to do this. Yishkoch b'yachachamim. The Yonas felt, I could go. The Orif said, no, no, no. I can't go. L'chein shama b'kol Noach sh'or al-Allah says in the Noach, Noach told him to go out. So, ad kan divrei achasam sofer. The machlokas between the Yonah and the Orev was a lumdish machlokas. Whether you say, yesh koach b'yad chachamim, kada chachamim b'okeradin, even b'kum v'aseh, actively, that's the Yonah, or, or only b'shev al-tasa, only passively. Says the Chayim Osha, now we get back to the question that we started off with, that Hashem smells the karbanos. V'lefiz line 27, now the Chayim Osha is talking, According to the Orev, according to the Orev, the Raven, Noach did something wrong. He did not have He shouldn't have sent him out before the, before he was commanded to. And therefore, according to the Orev's view, Noach owes a carbon chatos. Carbon chatos is a sin offering. According to the Yonah, Yonah, no, Noach didn't do anything wrong. He could just bring a carbon ola. A gift offering to God. He doesn't need a chatas. Noach goes out of the teva and brings a carbon ola. Vayal olos ba mizbeach. According to the orev, he didn't do act properly. He's got to bring a chatas. And if you bring an ola and a chatas, the chatas has to go first, according to Chazal. Hayal avlakrev gar karmen chatas. Chatas kodem laola. As the Gemara says in the first parak of Zvachim. What does the Pasuk say? Hashem smelled the sweet carbon of Noach. Meaning, the Yonah's right. The Yonah's right. Hashem takes the carbon. Noach didn't do anything wrong. The Chachamim have power. Even though he didn't bring a chatas, he acted properly. Hashem was makabalos karbanos, ki lo haya chayav lahakram karban chatos. He couldn't. And he says that's even maybe alluded to in the haftorah this week also. Right, the haftorah, same haftorah as kiseitse, short haftorah, rani akara, ki mei noach zosli. Right, the Pasuk says in Yishayahu, I swore, kei mi ketzef, alechem mi garbach. Kodesh says, I was mitzratze with the karbanos of noach. Kach, he ends off, Begula ha'asida, lavo esratzev espais l'bnei so rach b'karbanas ola. Right, I'll take the olas, I don't need their karbanas chatas, and I will take that as a kapara. Take that as a kapara. We should be zocha to that. We should be zocha to that very soon. Okay, one final thought. Um, I don't know if we did this, if we did many years ago, and that's the Ramban. The Ramban on the Keshes. The Ramban on the rainbow. Right, the Pasuk tells us that the sign that Hashem chose to show Noah, to promise to him that he's not going to bring another Mabel is the, uh, is the Keshes. That's the, uh, that's the Briz. Pasuk Yud Gimel, I put my Keshet in the cloud, that's going to be the Oz Beini Uvein Haaretz. I'll remember. I'll remember. We spoke years ago about the Y Dafka Akeshes, an amazing thought by Mayor Shapiro, um, but won't repeat that right now. But the Ramban in the Rishonim. So the Ramban discusses what other Rishonim are bothered by as well. Hashem took a, a rainbow. Was the rainbow existent beforehand? My Sabratius is over. A long time ago. So 
Hashem says, here's a rainbow. Did Hashem just create a rainbow now? Isn't a, isn't a rainbow part of my sabracious? can create something new. So it's either Hashem created it now, or Hashem created it earlier but is using it. Now it has a symbol. Says the Ramban. It's mashma. It sounds like it did not exist beforehand. Hashem's like, I'm giving you a new sign now. A new thing. Sounds that way from the Psukim. And what's the reason? We even call it a rainbow, a bow and arrow. Same word. A bow and arrow. When you shoot a bow and arrow, let's say I'm shooting a bow and arrow, so it's uh, bent out, and I pull the string back. If I want to show the other party, the other side, that I'm coming in peace and I'm not shooting, I'm going to turn the bow around with the string, the, the straight part away from me. That shows peace. Says the Ramban beautifully, Hashem was ki'ilu, turning the bow around, facing earth, saying, I come in peace. That's why the shape of a rainbow is as it is. Right? It's a semicircle facing earth. No, the rainbow is not with the point, with the sides up. So it's as if Hashem's shooting at us. No. It's the opposite shape. Laharos to show shalom yorubam and hashemayim. No more, no more shooting from heaven. No more mabel. V'chein derech hanelchamim. That's the way that fighters fight. V'lahafoch oso biadam. To turn it around, kacha kasha yikru l'shalom. Let me shake an item. Like when when they come in peace. When they come in peace, they turn their bows around. V'od shein l'kashas yaser l'choni chitzem alav. There are no more arrows. So that's one shot. Says the Ramban. V'yanachnu al karchenu namin. No, I think the rainbow is something natural. It comes from the clouds and the and the and the sun shining into the clouds and the rain. Sometimes you see rainbows in reflections in the water. You see, it's something that's uh, that's that's in nature. Something that's in nature. And then he says, Kashir Nistakal Obalashana Kasiv Navinkane. Look at the Psukim, says the Ramban. Kiyamar is Kashti Nasati Be'anan. Nasati is past tense. Hashem is saying, I put the Keshet in the cloud. Velo Amar Ani no sane ba no I will place now. No, it's always been around, says the Ramban. Kashir Amar Zos Osabris, Hashir Ani no sane. The I'm making it into a covenantal symbol now. It's always existed since my Sabracious. But now I'm making it into a covenantal symbol. I will use my keshes. I mean, Hashem already made it already. It's the keshes that I've had forever. The keshes that I already put into the clouds from the day of creation. Now it has a symbol. You could have something that exists beforehand, but now it's symbolic. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is telling us there's only going to be peace, there's not going to be any more destruction. And as we finish off this year, this year, we, we daven that Hashem should show us the rainbow again. Hashem should show us the promise that there'll be no more darkness, there'll be no more mabel, there'll be no more pain. And Hashem should 
send a speedy recovery to all those who need it, to all those who need to come back to their families, to come back, to give protection for all of our, all of our nation, to bring the Geula Shlema, Bimheir of Yemen.